on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Welcome back to Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark. I'm Rosalind Palmer, and I'm in the studio with June Rollins, and also our guest who has found her way through this wet day to us. So, hello, Pam. Welcome, Pam hello. Edwards. Hi. Thank you. So, we're going to find out after the news really about Phoenix Rising, and you're going to explain it much better than I probably did earlier. But while you're in here now, as we lead up uh, to the news on the hour, can you tell me maybe a bit about your background, Pam? I'm really interested to know. Well, yes, absolutely. And my background comes from oh, around about 18 years in transport and logistics, having worked with an awful lot of men and kept them under control. <laughs> uh, but generally, the uh, my background is 30 odd years in office management, so I've been responsible for helping independent business owners guide their businesses into expansion and various diversifications. So it's been an interesting journey, but it's also come with an awful lot of challenges, both personally and in business. And when you say those challenges, obviously um, what you're willing to, to share, but what would those challenges be? So from that business, I mean, you mentioned that maybe that was a very male-dominated world. It, what, what, to what are you referring about those challenges? Well, it, it was a very, very male-dominated world, and I had to really be quite assertive. Um, fortunately, I came from a fairly assertive family, so there was that aspect of my character that I had to increase because for a long time I was the only per- only woman actually in the tr- in the company and I was responsible for ultimately for 65 staff and 25 HGVs <laughs> and this obviously effectively gave you some insight and it changed your character to what you do today is that what you're saying so it was a, an, an interesting grounding that you wouldn't have necessarily um chosen but it gave you the insight to help people today so are they mostly women that you help today or women and men i like to be able to help both women and men and increasingly these days with the issues around mental health being more prominently discussed it's becoming very clear that men are also suffering Yes. from a lot of mental health issues. Um, a lot of it is around the way that they are perceived they are supposed to be. And, of course, that's not always the actual way that they are because we all have to have a persona. Absolutely. And, and you came from that sort of male world didn't you mm. and i of course because as you know i'm a therapist too and men do really have to you know be that persona don't they often you know they, they're thrown into a role which is you know you're going to be the strong one Absolutely. you're not going to show that you're weak by crying or any of those things mm. and actually it's incredibly hard and also not true to our true human nature would you say that's true pam absolutely true and i think there's an awful lot of work to be done from both sides of the spectrum to be able to help people to start becoming the people that they really want to be uh, rather than what society thinks we should be yes and i think, I think that's where a lot of the problems are coming from because we're trying to fit into a mold that is now outdated and we're beginning to wake up and realize that this is not the way that we want to be 
So I'm fascinated. I mean, I love I love the idea of a phoenix. In fact, I nearly had a tattoo of a phoenix, but <laughs> I decided it was slightly complicated. <laughs> but I like the idea of something rising from the ashes. Um, instead, I had a starfish in the end, which was a lot more easy to do, less painful. <laughs> and also, starfish can uh, regenerate after a while. Sorry, June's looking very cre- incredulous over the other side of the studio. It's just I didn't know you had a tattoo, that's all. I've got two, June. Oh. I've got two yes okay selfies (laughs) (laughs) i have a starfish because starfish can be cut down to one leg and regenerate yeah so it was very near to a phoenix but as i said a lot more easy to do and less painful um but then i had a hummingbird so i've got a beautiful hummingbird because when i was recovering from the cancer and i lived on a, a farm uh in the bahamas um, I used to see hummingbirds every day, so it became oh, right. sort of my journey. So, very briefly, Pam, how do you segue, how do you move from transport and logistics into where you are and what you're talking about today, into helping other people with all these services? Well, very briefly, um, things kind of went wrong all at the same time. My marriage broke up. I'd been married for about 27 years. And that broke up. And then the company I was working with went into difficulties for lots of different reasons. And then I found myself what I thought was on the scrap heap because I became made redundant for the first time. And it turned out to be the first time of something like four or five within six years. Wow. Uh, So all of those things really had a severe effect on my mental health and created a rather depressing episode. And I had to find my way out of that. And that's essentially where Phoenix Rising has come from. Because at the time I was going through all that, I hadn't got any idea of where to start looking. And of course, mindset and mindfulness was only just starting to become uh, a known subject. And there was an awful lot of fluff and nonsense going on. It was difficult to find the right people to actually work with yes it can be a bit of a oh what's the word i'm looking for but very confusing can't it it? because so many people are saying oh i'm an expert in this i'm an expert in that let me help you let me help Mm -hmm. you and i want help but i don't know where to go indeed so is that what you found i did indeed yes and i also found that some of the people that said that they could help actually were not really very clever at it Yes, because there's a lot of so-called experts and they're not necessarily experts anymore, Indeed. are they? Indeed. And how do you know, how do you sort out the wheat from the chaff? I suppose that's the issue. Well, that's essentially what we've done is, is created a platform now of trusted professionals who really do know their stuff. And I know that I can thoroughly and highly recommend them to any clients that I have. Great. So after the news, so you're listening to Girls Around Town, and we're going to have a, a record very soon, which is um, Calvin Harris and Rag and Bone Man Giant. So I suppose in a way, you're going to enable people to stand on the shoulders of giants. Indeed, yes. That's what you're providing for them. Yeah. You're providing some insight, Pam, to helping them navigate through that really rather confusing world of i want help lots of people are offering help i don't know what help i want Mm -hmm. i don't know who's good who's bad who isn't is is that right it isn't and i'm joined in the studio 
with Pam Edwards from Phoenix Rising. We learnt before the news about what had what led you to really feel that you needed to make some big life changes, Pam. Um, I think it was back in about 2006 or seven that you'd had a bit of a perfect storm of divorce, financial loss. You mentioned to me when we were off air a little while ago that there was a court case as well. So really, you know, quite big things. You, you'd mentioned the redundancies. I think we've worked out that between the two of us, we were up to about <laughs> eight redundancies. Indeed, yeah. And I can speak from personal experience, having been made redundant three times, that at the time it, it's scary it's shocking it's not really what you want you feel hurt you feel surplus to requirements but often in the long run it turns out to be the greatest gift that you could have because it makes you change everything but at the time it's difficult so was this true for you too with all these things that were going on for you oh very much so yes um especially with the age that i was at the time which was in my early 50s i you know, it's you suddenly become quite aware of the age process, and at that time as, as well, an awful lot of employers were actively practicing Dis- age discrimination. Yeah. So there I was with all this experience to offer, and yet people simply weren't interested. And it's very sobering to suddenly feel that you are on the scrap heap. Yeah, only halfway potentially through your life. Absolutely, yes, but with so much to offer people as well. Yes, I I think, again, and I'd like to contribute to that with our show which is why we're having these conversations and do ring in if this is really ringing a bell with you because certainly that's what I faced too Pam Mm. and I did manage to come back after a break and illness and divorce and the rest of it and get back into the job market but I realized that because of my age and experience I was kind of expensive I suppose compared to somebody 20 years my junior and that was very sobering for me because I always thought oh you know it'll be great they'll they'll welcome me with open arms (laughs) look at that CV hello I've got so much to offer and then I realized yes I had a lot to offer but also I had an expectation of what level I would be at and what I'd be paid and people don't always look at it that way do they no they don't and it's a shame that employers don't appreciate the value of experience over the energy of, of youth. Yes, and we need both, don't we? Do we? Indeed, yes. But we do need a balance. Yes. I mean, one of the things I often talk about is about advertising. I worked in advertising and PR, particularly back in the 90s, but the average age of an advertising executive is 32. Mm. And so a lot of the adverts, a lot of the things that we see um, are really from the mindset, and I've got nothing wrong with the mindset of a 32-year-old. It's a great mindset, but not if they're selling to a 60-year-old. Absolutely. (laughs) There's a lot of kind of incorrect perceptions. So when you went through this time, Pam, how did you discover the world of personal development? What happened? Well, I was very fortunate to meet a lady uh, at a networking event who was talking and very passionate about natural health products. And I was invited to take a look at the business that she was involved in. It was a really fantastic company with a wonderful ethos that really sat well with me and I got involved. I could see that there was great potential in a long-term financial 
reward coming from this company if I was to join the business as well. But I hadn't bargained on how the depression had really affected my ability to go out there and talk to people uh, with enthusiasm about this fabulous business that I'd found. It slowly dawned on me that I needed to actually start and work on my mindset to get off this negative spiral that I was involved in because of everything that had happened to me and generally feeling quite worthless. You know, if you aren't projecting great enthusiasm both from the outside and from inside, then people pick that up on a subliminal level and won't respond to you the way that you want them to. And that's what was happening to me. And it took me some time to actually realise that. But I'm so grateful that I got involved with this company and was able to tap into the positive personal development that they encouraged everybody to go into. And I suppose before the news, you mentioned that you had a background in um, haulage and transport and it was a very male world and that actually often men really do need help because they have to play these roles. And would it be true to say that what you'd realised was that the roles you'd been playing, you know, wife, um, all those labels that you'd come through with, um, employee, wife, and they were stripped away and suddenly you're divorced, you're redundant. That must have been quite a crisis of identity for you. It certainly was, yes, because I basically I had to find myself again. I hadn't always been that person. I used to be, when I was much younger, a very vibrant, energetic and go-getter sort of person and then got sidetracked by getting married and having children and all of those fantastic things I was going to do got put on the back burner because at that time women Mm. were expected to become wives and mothers and not really do anything other than that with their lives. So I had to actually go back to basics and find myself again and it took some time. Because you probably didn't even know what that person was. Well, for no, a while. because you've been involved in all of those things for thirty odd years, you forget. Mm. And of course, as you age as well, your your pe- your perceptions change, mm. and your so, tastes, and your tastes. So various different things changed. So this was a real. Well, I love the phoenix analogy, so Mm. (laughs) there were a lot of ashes, (laughs) and out of those ashes emerged uh, a phoenix, a phoenix that is you. How did you move that from redefining, reinvigorating, strengthening yourself to deciding that this was a service that you could offer for other people? It's part of the idea that you need to give back. Um, You need... I think everybody actually needs to be able to pass on their experience and if I can help a few people in this world to really get in touch with what they really want to be and help them to create that life for themselves then that will be an absolutely amazing success for Phoenix Rising. We're deep in conversations here at Girls Around Town. You probably caught the tail end of that. Um, Really about the joys or not joys of microwave uh, meals. Uh, But back to our guest, which is Pam Edwards. Uh, Welcome back. And we're talking about Phoenix Rising, which is um, 
I suppose a collective or you're a way into a collective of services yes. and you you spotted that gap in the market and then evolved it when when was it launched um officially it was launched just at the back end of last year yeah um, but in effect i have actually been building this for some time because the other business that i run is all about teaching people to speak clearly uh, for businesses what I found when we were working with people to understand why they were having issues around standing up and speaking was that there were other underlying issues that were holding them back from being successful business people and so very often I would find that clients would want to work on those issues as well when they realised that they'd got a safe confidential area to sit and talk about those issues and so it it was not a natural progression really to develop from the speaker training business which i'm still doing and i will continue to do but this is bringing the other side of the business more to prominence so that more people can understand how they can actually make those changes in their lives not just the specific business people that i've been working with yeah it's interesting i i work with people for speaking sometimes and you're right whilst you can help people to to learn to speak and to have techniques to speak it's really that (coughs) underlying feeling of you know am i good enough and i've got Mm. to stand in front of everybody Mm. and that goes back to confidence that goes to self-worth and self-esteem and often that can be quite deep-rooted because of um both our nature and our nurture and might need helping in other ways so what kind of services um are you directing people to then pam well if we look at um what would be a typical client first of all we have to to work on people's mindset because that's where all the issues come from whether that's from childhood or peer pressure or whatever that might be we help people to start and think in a much clearer fashion to really start and understand that if they have got goals whatever goals they've got they can actually achieve those goals if they set a plan out in order to help them get past that those blocks I will be engaging not only with them myself on an initial basis, but also with uh, the likes of NLP and hypnotherapy for deeper issues. And then very often when you find that you've got a cluttered mind, you've often got a cluttered space, personal space. And it helps to get that clear as well so that you can start to think more clearly. And it's amazing what a difference it makes when you start to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that actually you can achieve whatever you want to achieve in life. That makes me seriously worry about every lawyer I've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have seen their desks, I have seen their offices, it's usually just piles and piles of paper. For anybody listening who does not know what NLP is, could you just explain what that means? Its short version is Neuro Linguistic Programming. And what does that mean? Essentially, what what it does is help you to see things differently. We can't change what happened to us in the past, but we can change how we react to it. And it's the reactions that we have to past experiences 
that end up ca causing us to have limiting beliefs and what phoenix is about is helping people to expand get rid of those limiting beliefs and expand their thinking so you would not be an advocate of a mantra which is well that's just the way i am no because that's the way you are because of what's happened to you Absolutely. the conclusions you came to maybe the choices that you didn't have at that time yes but you can change that's what you're saying isn't it indeed Pam? yes so how would i turn <clears throat> up to you i'm pam i'm i'm not very happy in my life i'm not doing so well at work how would you assess what service you're going to point me towards there would be the first contact really is a, a conversation which starts to explore what it is that people are unhappy with and when we identify what it is they're unhappy with we start to say ask them questions along the lines of well if there was no problems there what would you be doing Mm, what would your life look like what would your life look like yes you know we often use the analogy of if you won the lottery how would your life be after you've bought the car you've bought the house you've had big holidays what, what would your life actually look like what what would you really want to do and do you find that's hard for people? Because I, as a therapist, people will come to me and tell me what they don't want. I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be doing this behaviour. And often they find it very hard to say what they do want. Do you Indeed. find that? Yes, they do. And a lot of that is because they've been conditioned to think that what we've got is what all we're going to have. And that isn't the case, of course. So with a bit of probing and delving down a little bit deeper we can start to identify what they actually would like to do and of course if they've been encouraged to think oh no you have to go with the status quo all the time you're never going to be this you're never going to be that we actually have to start and say well do you know what if we put a plan together you could be that person mm. why can't you go and do that course why can't you go and change your career completely is there's absolutely nothing stopping anybody so it's just having the the courage and the support which they will get from our team to be able to actually say yes do you know what i am going to do this so you start by listening absolutely and understanding yes and hearing what they're saying and what they do and don't want yes. and then you help them by directing them yes great so we can come back to what that direction looks like <laughs> and here is and um, i know june and i love this song and we always talk about it because on a thursday june tells me that she doesn't wear makeup in fact she doesn't wear proper clothes so to speak because i think <laughs> she spends the morning in her trackie um i do too as often as i can and the amazing jess glenn whose lyrics really do speak to us i love Indeed, this song yes. about not wearing makeup on a thursday yes. because she's really being her authentic self and what we're talking about is getting people to be the best authentic version of themselves is that Abs right Pam? absolutely yes so join us again after the marvelous jess glenn here on girls around town radio newark june i'm going to bring you in here because we were we were chatting just then because we left 
uh, our guest, Pamela Edwards, talking about decluttering. And we just had a quick conversation about decluttering. In fact, Pam, as you came in, I was deleting a lot of very old photos off an external hard disk and <laughs> letting them go. I was letting it go, Pam. I was decluttering some of those things. Um, June, do you find it easy to declutter your wardrobe? Um, no. Well, yes and no. Um, the problem is, my wardrobe is beautifully arranged. Everything's neat and in colours and everything. The problem I have is, I think, right, today is the day I'm going to sort out my wardrobe. And then something else happens and I have to stop and I get diverted. So I now have a new system. Every time I open a wardrobe door to take out an item of clothing to put on, I take out another item of clothing to put in the charity shop pile. Um it's this quite a big pile good. already <laughs> <laughs> but it's working it's working really well yeah um and the idea you mentioned the idea of every time i buy something new i get rid of something i do that I, and that wouldn't work for me because i buy so many new things that i'd be <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it just uh, kind of here's the deal june it kind of stops you <laughs> from buying something new because i in my head i'm already thinking what, what's the one that's got Indeed. to go yes. you know, one one out one in <laughs> you know which is the one that's got to go and it actually does stop you sometimes i, I, must, admit, yeah, I must admit i did do that the other day I, i've just bought a couple of new dresses to wear on holiday and i've taken out two dresses from my wardrobe which i haven't worn for a long long time and they've gone into um into the pile so excellent I'm, I've, I've got my own system now it's working so how do you help people pam to declutter well having gone through that same process myself i it, you have to recognize that people hold on to all kinds of things for all kinds of reasons and it's still going to be a gentle process to help them go through the idea of, well, actually, do you know what? I don't need that anymore. I've still got the memory of it or I've still got something else that is okay. Um, and an awful lot of stuff we hang on to for no particular good reason. It's just that we get so busy as well that we haven't got time to actually stop and think, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Yeah. It's not just your wardrobe, it's all the bits and pieces around the house. You know, when I sold my house, or when I started thinking I was going to sell my house, I'd lived in it for over 30 years. I'd bought the boys up there, and there was so much stuff in the house that it took me 18 months <laughs> to get it to a, a position <laughs> where I could actually say, right, okay, it's we sellable. can call the removers in now. <laughs> And it's sellable. <laughs> it's, it's a hard one. You have to obviously strike a balance between having some things that, you know, mean a lot to you. They're very precious. Absolutely. You know, there's a lovely memory associated yes. with it. It's something that you, you bought maybe on a holiday or mm -hmm. signified a special time. But equally, not hanging on to things for the sake of it. And as somebody who, you know, I adored my parents, I adored my father, but it actually took us a week a week mm. three of us to clear the attic yes. <laughs> um you know there must have been 20 suitcases up there yeah. and three old electric plug-in fires and electric blankets i don't even know if they worked anymore <laughs> but you you do think mm, not quite sure why we had all of this yeah. so yeah. it is that balance isn't it between it is, yeah. letting go having some things that are precious to you but yeah. letting go and yes. we never expect anybody to take away it's something that's really precious no but especially with houses being much smaller these days than they used to be you know we simply haven't got the space to hold on to those things and how would you help somebody declutter their mind 
Well, that is a $64,000 question. <laughs> Which is why I ask it. <laughs> Each person's going to be very different, of course. But essentially what we do is we get people to be aware of the thoughts that are going through their head and to really work on challenging the negative thoughts and replacing them with positive thoughts. It's a long process and I think it's probably a process that you have to continue to do for the rest of your life. Once you are aware of those thoughts, you can challenge that thinking and you can say, actually, do you know what? That is not the way I want to be anymore. I want something completely different. So now I'm going to think this thought instead. Positive affirmations and starting to really challenge your own thinking because our thoughts, everything that we do starts with our thoughts and our thoughts become our beliefs. Mm. And then our beliefs become our actions and our actions become our behaviours, of course, which is where we end up being unhappy. So if we start with those thoughts and we start to challenge those thoughts and say, no, that's not the way it is anymore, this is how I'm going to think in future, then the mind starts to calm down and we're not plagued so much by all that negativity which simply drags us down all the time. When we start thinking positively and we have a more open mind, we are then able to start saying, this is what I want to do with my life and I'm going to put a plan in place to actually achieve it. Yeah, I, I I probably slightly disagree with one bit of that, which is that it always takes a long time. Um, clearly, I'm a rapid transformational you therapist. Are, yes. So, you know, the, the clue is in the word rapid. Yes. Um, <laughs> that if you go to a very deep level, you can often change it, you know, very quickly. Yes. I think what often takes the time is reaching that moment Indeed. where you decide you're ready, you turn up and you want to make that, yes. you, you're invested in making that change. Mm. Um, decide comes from the Greek word dikaido, which means to cut off. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I remember the guru Tony Robbins always said that actually to dikaido to cut off, it's as quick as cutting a piece of rope with yes. a pair of scissors. What takes the time <laughs> is working out where to cut the rope, yes. which scissors to get. <laughs> Am I ready to cut the rope? So I think I think it takes time to get to that point. Absolutely, yes. It um, does. But then I think all the you can get the ducks in line quite quickly at that point. Yes. And obviously, you you offer many different services. How? Do you choose the people who you direct people towards? Well, in this particular case, the front team, as I call them, of Phoenix Rising are all people that I have used myself. Right. So I've already had great benefit from engaging with these people and I know that I can trust them to do the job that they profess to be able to do. So you've had personal experience of it. So you're helping others because you've navigated through and Indeed. this is all personal. You're the kind of Pam five-star recommendation. <laughs> is that right? It's certainly been a fascinating journey. Yes. yes. And I suppose not everything's worked. Um, I mean, we're not going to necessarily name it, but you've no. tried lots of things and some things have and some things haven't worked for you. Absolutely. And I think that's going to be the same and very true for every individual that we come into contact with. You know, it, it is about finding the right person and the right pathway 
for whatever it is that you want to achieve. And I like the fact that you're not actually just saying, hey, I can fix everything in your life. It's I can help you identify what you'd like in your life. Mm -hmm. I can help you identify what you don't want in your life. And then I have all these wonderful people who I can direct you towards. That's correct, isn't it? Yes. And what made you decide to, to call it Phoenix? It took quite some time for that phrase, for the Phoenix Rising to actually come to me. Um, But it is, essentially, I feel like I have risen from the ashes of my previous life. And I'm now in the process of creating the life that I really want. And I'm not where I want to be, but I'm getting there. Mm. And I want other people to be able to understand that it's not an instant fix it does take time because all of these things that we want to change have been built up over several years anyway and you can't change the habits of a lifetime overnight but change is possible absolutely and happiness is possible and i love music and let's get lost in some music with sister sledge so here's a great song to cheer your sunday morning up you're listening to girls around town on radio newark with myself rosalind palmer june rollins and our guest pamela edwards welcome back for our last segment here on girls around town radio newark uh with our guest Pam Edwards from Phoenix Rising. So, Pam, you were talking about all the different services you can give people. You really are that way in for somebody to, A, understand what it is they don't want, declutter that from their life, be it in their mind, their mindset, or their actual physical life, and you to then give them opportunities and hook them up with experts who can help them in the way that's right for them. So how can people get hold of you and what would they expect if they were to contact you in terms of working with you, Pam? Well, when people contact me, the first thing we do is to sit down and have a no-obligation discussion about what it is that they're looking for and then we will take them forward on the programme if, if that is what they consider that that is what they want actually to do um, but it's got to be guided by the client and then we sit down and organise a, a guided programme which is individual to each client so it's very difficult to say that this is going to be the pathway that everybody's going to follow it's, it's not going to Well, I think that's like that. great, isn't it? Because one size does not fit all, Absolutely, does it? Absolutely, <laughs> it doesn't. No, no, not at all. And what my needs might be isn't going to be what somebody else's. So Indeed. you're going to then tell me what you think you would recommend. Yes. And presumably how much that will cost. Yes. And there's no obligation until I know that. Is that right? That's right. So that's, that's great. So yeah. people really have no risk in getting hold of you and at least having that first conversation. Absolutely. How yes. would they get hold of you, Pam? Well, they can email me at pam at phoenixrisingservices.uk or they can have a look at the website which is phoenixrisingservices.uk okay do you want to just give those out again for anybody who's scrambling with that piece of paper and that (laughs) pen um email is pam at phoenixrisingservices.uk and the website is all the w's phoenixrisingservices.uk I'm looking at your brochure here, Pam, um, which I like very much. You look great in that red top. And you say, 
the world is your oyster and you are awesome you can make your life into anything you want it to be that's right and you said you don't quite know where your life is going but where are you planning for it to go at the moment Mm. (laughs) what would you love i really want to get to a stage where i can go traveling for quite a, a part a good part of the year so I'm building up my residual income and other incomes to be able to do that, travel in style and see places I've never had the chance to go and see because I've been too busy raising a family and doing being stuck in unpleasant marriages and things like that. <laughs> so you'll be sending your kids postcards from exciting places. What kind will, of places yeah. would you like to go to? Oh, I've always wanted to go to Singapore and uh, peru i still want to do the inca trail oh wow yeah is that where paddington bears from i think yes <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> take so, your marmalade with you definitely <laughs> will do yeah definitely want to go up to have Machu you ever Pichu. been to peru june no i haven't no. no you're more italy aren't you you're more the amalfi yes, I, i've done uh, obviously i lived in the middle east so i've done a lot of um, middle east and far eastern places but no yeah and is travel high on your agenda, June? Uh, yes, usually, yes. Yeah. Funnily enough for me, um, I do love travel, but having had quite a lot of long haul last year, Australia, oh, yes. India, yeah. and having lived overseas, I'm, I'm really planning to see a lot of England this year. <laughs> I'm actually quite excited yeah. about it, yes. that I can actually get into a car and just go somewhere. Yeah, there are still a lot of places in, in the UK that I've not been to, so they're all on the list as well. Great. Well, Pamela, thank you so much um, for joining us. It's been fascinating finding out about Phoenix Rising. I think it's a great name and it's a great service. We are-